Hello, hello. Can't say it a third time because that's someone else's. <laughs> um, this is Super Chakamania, super special edition, one week before Christmas hey, edition. Merry Christmas uh, to people that celebrate. We are coming to you from the past. <laughs> this show was recorded previously. I suppose all shows are recorded previously to you hearing them, but this one more than others. <laughs> Let me tell you about, this is not a normal show. This is just super bonus edition. So let me tell you about a pillow. I've got a pillow, right? Uh, (laughs) It's um, launched straight into it. I've got a pillow, right? (laughs) I've got a, most people do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not brag. It's not a brag. Most people do have a pillow, but I have many pillows, but this one has, is it like duck feathers or something in it? Okay. Yeah. It's got feathers. It's actual feathers. It's not just like a foam thing. Right. And I had to wash it. But I think once you wash it, they're never the same again. No. It, it doesn't go shape. back to the normal yeah, it doesn't yeah. go back to the normal shape it used to. So if anyone knows how to fix this problem, please let me know. I want my pillow back to normal fluffiness. You, I think you just gotta buy a new pillow. Because I, I don't oh. I don't know if you can successfully wash pillows. I mean, I know well, there's like those infomercial ads where they go Throw it in the wash and it goes back to... Yeah, but... I only did wash it because on it, it says you can... It's washable. So I did it and it seems fine. It's fully dried. It dried because it's been so hot. Hmm. But this pillow now is mostly for Toro. It's mostly for the cat. But even she got on it after it was washed and she's like, "Ah, it's not the same and went and sat somewhere else. So if even the cat doesn't like it anymore, there's something not right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, That's animal instinct right there. Yep. She said it's not right. Get it fixed. So I implore our interactive listeners to help me. Yeah, get on. How do you fix a duck feather pillow after it's been washed to get it back to its previous fluffiness? Do you just beat the crap out of it? Maybe that's the answer. Maybe. Just bash it. Bash it good. Because it's like it's sort of lumpy and stuff. Maybe if I bash all those lumps apart, I might go back. Yeah. I don't know. Like a rolling pin or something. Roll it out. Or just punch it when I'm angry, which is most of the time. We don't condone violence on this show. Only to pillows. Only to pillows. All right. What are we going to talk about today? Because this is a different, a very different show. Yeah, we're not doing the normal things today. Because we've got so many things, we had viewer suggestion things to talk about. Yeah. So let's get to it. I'm going to pick the first one, Stephen mm. King. Wow. Which I think was none your business. Am I right? I believe so. So Stephen King, good, good topic. And I'll talk about it because he is pretty much one of the only authors that i read you're a fan yes well yes but even then i haven't read that much lately Mm -hmm. but i have read a lot in the past okay let's start with this what was your first stephen king book that you read or was it a book or was it a movie like how how did you get in what was your it would have been a book it would have been a book but i i don't remember okay but i can tell you the most uh i don't know i want to say my favorite, but I'm not sure if it's my favorite. But just like when we would review print stuff and mm. I would have the most bizarre take on something. Yeah. This is a, this is a similar thing. Okay. My favorite Stephen King book is Needful Things. Now, oh. I'm pretty sure 99% of Stephen King fans would not choose that as their favorite story, but it's mine. Can you give me just a bit of, about that story without the spoilers, but it's about... Uh. Because I think that was like... One that I maybe took up and never finished. It came out around, I think, maybe 91, 92. Yep, yep. And I just remember, like, in my head, 
mm-hmm. that was the movie. Okay. Like every page that I read, I was watching the movie. It was the most, I don't even know what words to say. You know, he describes things very well because I saw like that entire book in my brain. I watched that movie by reading the book. So it was very cinematic in your mind. Yes. And it fit. I was living in Kurujong at the time. Oh, really? So the, enti- so the entire story fit in this little town. Were you living in Kurujong in like 91? Yeah. Really? Uh, my parents were thinking of moving there at that time. We looked at this house. It was such a tiny, it was like a shack almost. <laughs> and like my head would like hit the roof, like... And I was like a teenager, so I wasn't like that tall at the time, but it was so small. It's so tiny, this little house. And like Uh my parents were like considering moving up the mountains up there. And then like for whatever reason, never happened, maybe because it was so small. But yeah, I would have, we could have been, we could have been neighbors. We, we lived there from probably around 91, 92 till 96. Wow. Actually, no, no, until 98. Wow, the things you and learn, right? That was in about four or five different houses in Kermond, another house in Kermond, mm-hmm. another house in Karajong, one in Windsor. It's, it's and beautiful up there. All over the place. I don't know what it's like now, but it was great. It's beautiful the- to visit, yeah. but it's to live there. It's um, <laughs> There's lots of, uh, let's just say, unemployed people who like to take drugs. Right. <laughs> that seems to be the majority of people that I know who live there these days. Okay. But maybe that's just the people that I associate with. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Now we're getting way off topic. So needful things. What? Just give me, give me. A, I jog my memory. I don't actually remember the story that well. Okay. I'm just. I'm going to look it up right now. All right. Because this sounds familiar. I think there's something about this it's, book. Okay. Needful things is a 1991 horror novel by Stephen King. It's the first novel King wrote after his rehab from drug and alcohol addiction. Interesting. Mm. It was made into a film in '93. I did not know that. I'll have to find that. The story focuses on a shop that sells collectibles and antiques managed by Leland Gaunt. I remember that name. A new arrival to the town of Castle Rock, Maine. Of course, it's Castle Rock. Rock, Maine, yeah. Um, yeah. All his books are in Maine, yeah. 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 Gaunt often asks customers to perform a prank or mysterious deed in exchange for the item they are drawn to. As time goes by, the many deeds and pranks lead to increasing aggression among the townspeople as well as chaos and death. Mm, Okay. Ooh. Sounds weird. Yeah, I don't actually remember that much of the story. I just remember it was one of the first ones I read and it was just like watching the movie because he's just that good at describing things. Mm. It's uh, it's great. And so do you have any other Stephen King favorites? Yes. Yes, I do. If anyone knows Stephen King, they probably know he also wrote stuff under the name Richard Bachman. Yes. That was and actually my kind of in. Well, yeah, one of my other favorite things that he wrote is a short story called The Long Walk. Right. And again, it is the most visual thing. And it's, um, if I remember correctly, it's sort of like The Running Man, which is also written by Richard Bachman. Yeah, yeah. Which again was Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, which was Mm. great. But The Long Walk, it's literally a similar thing. It's like this competition and you just have to walk until you can't walk anymore. Right. And, you know, like people are just dropping all over the place. It's like, it's insane. But again, it was just like watching the movie. Like even if this was made into a movie, I don't know if I'd watch it because it would never be as good as what I've already seen in my head. Head, right. Gotcha, yeah. And the same with Needful Things. I just saw that there's a movie, but it's never going to be as good as what I watched. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'll get to, to that point 
in a second. The first thing, I, well, the first thing I remember of being introduced to Stephen King was like a friend of mine at school. I think he read The Stand. Oh, yeah. And he was describing like, I'm going by memory here. So this is like, <laughs> this is going back more than 25 years. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was talking about how there was some sort of brain surgery and in the brain there was an eye and a finger and all this sort of stuff. And it was like the reason for, uh, it was something about someone having headaches and when they operated on the brain, they found an eye and a finger and all this stuff in the brain. And it was something about this person was one of a twin, but the twins merged. And so like the body parts of the twin uh. was in the, and yeah, and all this sort of stuff. And when he was describing this to me, it's like, oh, I, this is pretty fascinating, you know? So oh, talking about The Stand, you know, that's going to be a new I thought it was a movie, but it's a mini series. Yeah, because I think the I think the original wasn't a movie. I think that was a big long mini series as well. So they're doing that again. Yeah, uh, and it's out seventeenth right. uh, of December. It's out. So start watching, everyone. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, I do remember yeah. watching the the mini series one ages ago, but I've totally forgotten. All I remember is it's got the the girl from Just Shoot Me in it. Um, <laughs> What's her name? It's like Laura San Giacomo or something. I can't remember okay. her name. Okay. She was she was the in, in Just Shoot Me, she was the daughter of the, the main guy who owned like the agency. Okay. Do you remember that? Uh, or you didn't watch I, that? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> her, oh, I was exactly right. Her name is Laura San Giacomo. Wow, my brain actually worked for once. Let me Google that. Hang on. You'll know her face as soon as you see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. In Just Shoot Me with David Spade and you know, uh, yeah, all, these, yeah, yeah. all these great people. Yeah, she yeah, was like yeah. the daughter of the boss, who right, I think was George gotcha. Seagal, George Siegel, or it might have been well, his brother. She's 57. What? Wow. She doesn't look 57. Oh, that's the magic of Hollywood and um, plastic yeah. surgery. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, she was in Sex, Lies and Videotape. I didn't know that. Oh, and she was um, the friend in Pretty Woman. Julia Roberts' friend in Pretty Woman. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one that says Cinder fucking Rella. Yeah, I know this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was in the original The Stand miniseries from memory. Right. And gotcha. so now there's going to be a new miniseries in 2020. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Anyway. I started to get into Stephen King. And I think the first one that I, I read, I borrowed a book from the library. It was Misery. And oh, that, yeah. I really liked that because, oh, well, it was, it was kind of. That's a great book. It was kind of really gory. But the, now getting back to your point, when I saw the movie, as good as the movie is, it's it's very watered down from the book. Very yeah. watered down. And so, I mean, I like Kathy and Bates. And again, and, as great yeah. as that movie is, as yeah. great as Kathy Bates is. Yeah, she's great. It's still, you can't compare. But, yeah, it was very tame. And that's what I thought, ah, oh, this is like a, a sort of tame, watered down version. But, you know, there's other things I like, like... Um, I know it's not Stephen King, but it's like the short story thing is, um, you know, like Creep Show. You know, yep. Creep Show was like George A. Romero and, you know, all those sort of guys, like that sort of generation of writers and stuff. And one of them was Stephen King, but I love Creep Show because it's a short story. Yeah. It's really cool. But, you know, this is like all these classic stuff, It and The Shining and Cujo and Carrie and Pet Cemetery and all this stuff, you know, it's like this, all this really cool things. But then like... It, I don't know. He got to a point where he's he sort of pivoted towards sci-fi stuff. You know, his stuff, I don't know, for me, just kind of, I lost a bit of interest because it went from kind of like a horror thing to sci-fi sort of stuff. So 
Another one of the early ones I remember reading was the Tommy Knockers, mm. which also a good story. I can't remember what it's even about right now, except there's some like massive metal thing buried under the ground or something. Mm. But I mean, talking about movies, most Stephen King books, which have been converted to movies, are not good. I'd say the only exception. That's just is... a fact. There's a couple of good ones, but most of them just yeah. not great. Yeah, I'd say the exception is that the most recently is it. Yep. That was really good because it was, you know, it was it was actually scary. That and it's taken this long for technology to be able. Well, yeah. Remember, it was like a TV to show TV what miniseries he was trying to do. Yeah. yeah. It was a TV, and that was like I know there's fans, like there's diehard Stephen King fans that like they have a special place in their heart for the TV miniseries, but like really, realistically, yeah. it's not that good. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy that does the Pennywise, like did he did really? Oh good, yeah, yeah. Really Scarsgard, Scarsgard. Yeah, yeah. It's really good because it wasn't just about you know, playing the character, it's very psychological. He like, you know, he really, it's yeah. very method acting. He really gets into it. And yeah, just the, the technology that they make it scary on top of that. It just, it all came together. It was really good. A couple of movies I remember, like, and I think I've seen most Stephen King movies. The ones I remember, and I'm not saying if they're good or bad, but I remember Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one was Room 1408. That was actually a decent sort of scary movie. I remember when that came out at the movies. Okay. And one of my favorites, I think this is around 92, is Sleepwalkers, Uh, which is an insane Mm. movie. It is just absolutely bonkers. If you look up up on YouTube, Sleepwalkers Stephen King movie review and just watch the reviews of that movie, even they are insane and they are hilarious. But like... (laughs) I love that movie because, again, I saw it when I was like 15 and it's just burned in my brain okay. and it's, uh, it's just funny. Oh, and there was another one. Oh, The Langoliers with Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leap. Oh, God. <laughs> and I think even Balky, even Balky from Perfect Strangers is in it, if I'm remembering correctly. I've got it on DVD. <laughs> oh, shit. But you know what's weird? I haven't seen or read like the big ones. Like I haven't seen or read The Shining. I haven't seen or read Cujo, and they're like two of the biggest they're early the big, hits yeah, that he had. Yeah, I did read The Stand. It was massively long. It's a but big it book. Was yeah, great. I remember Christine the movie. That was really that was pretty good. That was the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Children of the Corn and all this sort of stuff. There was a lot in that uh, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, I remember seeing Dolores Claiborne, which is uh, a yep. very like un Stephen King like movie. Even yeah. though it's off from his story. Like, you watch that movie, you'd never even know it was a Stephen King story. And how, okay, here we go. We can't forget The Green Mile. Oh, yeah. That's probably great. one of the biggest, yeah. biggest hits. Yeah. That was a great. And, movie. And, and, and Stand By Me, those, those two. Uh, oh, Stand By Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, Sh- the Shining was weird because it was, okay, it's a Stephen King story, but then it was directed by Kubrick. Yeah. Kubrick's got his own kind of vision. Style. So it's like, he, yeah. yeah, it's his vision. And yeah, it was just like, uh, this is kind of really weird. Yeah. So. And like a couple of, like I've read pretty much most of the books up to around like the early 2000s. And then I just sort of fell off the wagon. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like I remembered the regulators and um, 
Desperation. Desperation was actually, again, one of my favourites, which, again, no Stephen King fan will tell you Desperation is their favourite story. <laughs> it's, it is so far from being anywhere near his best work. But, again, that was an entire movie in my head. That right. was just so good. So vivid, yeah. Desperation. Yeah, go find that one. Yeah, see, I like all the 70s and 80s Stephen King. After that, stuff got a bit weird and a bit too sci-fi for me. He, like, he's got that mm. the Dark Tower series or whatever it's called. I, like, yep. I never never ventured into that sort of stuff. Like I, it was, I did, but only... Did you get lost or...? I did. I got into... I think I got up to the fourth one, which is Wizard and Glass, and I got about a third of the way into that. Like some of his books, they just, some of them, you just read them and they're great. Yeah. And then others, like you've almost got to force yourself to read them. Like they're not engaging. Yeah. You're just reading it because you've started. So yeah, you but may as well finish. I got about <laughs> a third of the way into Wizard and Glass, and that book has literally had a bookmark at that section for about 10 years now. <laughs> gotcha. And I've never gone back to it. I don't even know where the book is, but I know it's here somewhere. Right. So but yeah, I got a, I, I got through the first three fine, and that's an insane book series. Okay. It's like it's he's just made this whole universe. It's crazy. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I, it's like um, like they have their own sort of fandom, right? Like there's fans mm. just strictly of the Dark Tower stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. That was a decent movie, actually. The movie was weird though because it didn't follow. The book oh, it was sort of all over do. like the um yeah. the time the timeline time line was I way off. That. They they grabbed that. bits from here and there and like mashed it together. It you sort know, of made sense as they had done it as well. But yeah. because you've read the books, you're like, well, I know, I know that scene, and then the next scene is like from the third book, and you're like, well, how what? <laughs> yeah, they did that with the James Brown movie, the James Brown autobiography. movie. Oh, they, yeah. they jumped in the timeline back and forth and. Mm. I mean, overall, the movie was good, but just that was really frustrated me that they just jumped in the timeline, went to the 80s and then back to the 50s yeah. and then went to the 30s when he was growing up and then to the 70s. And it's just like, oh, just stop doing that. <laughs> it's, you know. Just calm down. Yeah. The, the last two semi-recent books that I've read, and these even this was ages ago, I read Cell from 2006, okay. which is a decent story. Again, very visual. That's why I remember these. Hmm. And that was something about all everyone's phone in the world like made a noise and people all went bonkers or something. I can't remember now. But it was a good story. <laughs> okay. It was a good story. And then Under the Dome was the other one from 2009, which was actually a series as uh, well, which I TV watched on TV. Show. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of followed the story for most of the, well, some of the book and then just went off on its own thing. Yeah. But that was pretty much the last thing I've read, and that was 2009. And, like, since then, there's been Dr. Sleep, Mr. Mercedes, Revival, a whole bunch. Like, he's, he even wrote some with his uh, son, I think. Oh, okay. I think he's written a couple of books. Like, I don't know how that works, though. Maybe they write one chapter each or something? I don't know. Yeah. He's written so much. He's like the prince of novelists, isn't he? Just oh, like yeah. Never stops. Or does he have like a room full of monkeys and typewriters or... Because there's some <laughs> well, authors I've... that they have their sort of their name on the book, but then they've got all these ghost writers and they're like, they bring yeah. out a book every six months mm. and it's, yeah. And I'm just looking here at the list of short story collections and I remember them all. Night Shift, Different Seasons, Skeleton Crew, Four mm. Past Midnight, Nightmares and Dreamscapes, Hearts in Atlantis, 
Everything's eventual, just after sunset, full dark, no stars, the bizarre of bad dreams. I have read every single one of those. Yeah. And he's got one coming out in 2020 called If It Bleeds. It might actually be out already. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it was out April 28th, 2020. So I need to go and find that. Hello, library. But is like, what's his style of writing? Is it still horror or is it? Because I... Uh, Good question. Like, <laughs> like, in my mind, all the stuff that he did in the 70s and 80s was sort of more horror-orientated, and then it kind of he drifted did. off into other yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, I suppose even Dark Tower, it's more fantasy than... Yeah, fantasy. Sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's this one scene in um, the first few books of uh, The Dark Tower. There's this one thing, there's like this gunslinger guy, and there's this kid... And I remember they go, they like they open a door and then they're on a they were in like the middle of a city and in New York or something. And then they open it, they go in this door and then they walk out. They're on this beach and like there's all these weird crabs running around and it's like again really visual stuff, but it's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, but it's but it's good. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean he did that eleven twenty two sixty three, which was I think about JFK. Oh um, right, yeah, yeah. So he did some sort of like historical things and then. Yeah, Sleeping Beauties was one he did with Owen King, 2017. I th- think I've actually even got that book, but I haven't even read it yet. Okay, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, he's you know, it's definitely a case of uh, as Regurgitator said, you know, you know the song. <laughs> yeah. Well, if um, anyone does it, it's called "I Like Your Old Stuff Better Than Your New Stuff." Yeah. Well, in saying that, there's another author who's a horror author, and I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Richard Lehman. Ever heard of Richard Lehman? Mm, don't think so. Okay. So just to put it in perspective, with Stephen King, I got to a point where I liked his, liked his stuff better, you know, but like from the 70s and 80s and like that sort of, I don't know, what's it called? Like this kind of Stranger Things kind of 80s horror vibe. I mean, even horror movies, like horror movies were sort of scary at the time with the limited special effects they had like Elm Street and, you know, Halloween and all those sort of horror type movies. But then, I don't know, I guess in the nineties and stuff with Scream and stuff, like horror movies became more like jump scare stuff and like implied sort of like a more implied scary things up until maybe, I don't know when it, the rebooted it came. But this this author, Richard Lehman, now, like, to put it into perspective, this guy is like, um, you know how you have, like, trashy romance novels? This is, like, trashy mm. horror novels. Oh, like, uh, yeah. And, you know, out the front of Big W, there would be, like, these book things where you would have, like, these desks with hundreds of books and it's, like, you know, three for five bucks, you know, those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. You would find always, like, one or two Richard Lehman books amongst all this stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. And you would pick it up, and they're, they're from, like, the 70s and 80s, and they're, they're kind of that style, but they're sort of more very sort of – they're more – very much more horror, very more twisted, mm. um, but very trashy, you know, very trashy sort of books. But he was an author – I think he died in, like, 2001 from a heart attack or something. But all uh-huh. these old books, like, they've got that sort of classic 80s horror covers, mm. and they're just, they're just great <laughs> escapism. You know, if you like that sort of Stephen King stuff, like that classic horror stuff, they're really cool books to sort of get into and get lost. You know, not to take seriously, but they're just, you know, just trashy novels. They're re- they're really cool. 
So I don't know why they don't make his particular novels into um like movies, Richard Lehman movies. But anyway, yeah, you know, because you know how Hollywood they just they they seem to be out of ideas and stuff. I just oh, don't yeah. know why they just don't pick up his books and convert them into movies. But anyway, let's go and remake. Something, because yeah. we can't think of anything else to do. Uh, let's do another Spider-Man reboot. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Spider-Man, Superman. Yeah, yeah. it's only uh, been yeah. done five or six times before. Let's go, let's go for seven. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so. uh, but w- one thing I just thought now, which I've never even thought about at all. What's that noise? I don't, I don't know. know. Is Stephen King in, his, in the early years was, he was good at making things be alive, which were not meant to be alive. Yeah, like like pets. Cujo, I mean Cujo was the dog, but yeah. yeah. And then Pet Cemetery was the animals coming out of the ground. Yeah, Christine was the car came alive because it was evil. And then there was another one, might have been Maximum Overdrive or something, where there was the truck which was absolutely possessed, and just taking things like that and then making them like be alive was a thing he did very well and scared the crap out of you when you're a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you like stuff like Creep Show? Which one was that? So it was. Was that the one where someone was working in like a factory and his arm got stuck in the shredder or something? Was that? <laughs> which, which one was that? It might have been. That might have. Been. It was one of those short story early yeah, years. Yeah, they're ones. all they're all short story things. But the Stephen King one, I think he was in his house and like he, there was green stuff growing on him. He, he grew into like a tree. Oh, I, I remember think. that. Yeah, yeah. And then and then his whole house grew into it. Like it just spawned. Fr- like he was all covered in tree. He's I a very bad actor. He's a he's a bad actor. Like he, they, <laughs> they get him to guest star in his movies and stuff, like bit parts, and he yeah. can't act. But he was in it, which I thought was hilarious. He like worked yeah, in the, the, the bo- he worked in the bookshop or something. Yeah, that was so funny. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, there he is. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, and you know what else? He he was um he was involved in the Michael Jackson ghost thing, wasn't he? He's connected to that. I have no idea. He's I think he's connected. I'm not. I'm not a Michael Jackson fan. I know all the Michael Jackson fans are going to go, oh, of course he was, you know, whatever. But he was connected to it. Do you remember um, when Molly Meldrum interviewed Michael Jackson on Hey Hey Saturday? Do you remember that around? Not, not really. Like I probably 96? saw it. I don't remember it though. Oh, it was hilarious. So here it is. Molly Meldrum, who is like a Australian music commentator. Journalist? No, journalist, yeah. yeah what would, whatever you call him. He did an interview with Michael Jackson. And it was like he came out, this is when Michael Jackson was out in Australia. It was like, I think, 96. It was the time, I think, the time that he married Debbie Rowe in the. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that. Well, yeah, I like mean, 96, 97 talk. is when he toured here, and that's when that, was it history? Or yeah, he, yeah, one history of them was out. Tour. Yeah, yeah. It was like that tour. Anyway, Michael Jackson said to Molly, You can interview me, but there's some conditions. It can only be 10 questions, and they have to be pre, like, uh, pre screened. Yeah. Like, you know, he couldn't divert off the, the thing. So Molly had to submit to Michael Jackson the questions. Michael Jackson looked at them, proved them. They did the interview, went like clockwork, got up to question 10. He gave his answer and Molly was like, well, thank you for your time, Michael. Just one more thing. And you should have uh, seen Michael Jackson's face. He just like went. Uh, what the hell do you think you're doing kind of thing. <laughs> he, gave, he gave this Molly this look like, you know, what the hell. And, and Molly, it was the most innocent question ever. Yeah, well, Molly was like, now I have to ask you this. Like he was going down this road and like you could, you could see Michael Jackson was just sweating. <laughs> like what the hell is he going to ask me because this isn't planned. 
Yep. And then basically Molly goes, I'm a massive Stephen King fan. You know, can you tell uh, me about when you worked with him on this ghost thing, I think. I think that's what the question was about. Uh, yeah. And as soon as he asked the question, you just should have seen the sigh of relief on Michael's <laughs> face. He was just like, oh, thank God he didn't ask me like anything else. But then yep. Molly had a Stephen King book. I don't know which one, but he gave it to Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson signed it as Ooh. Michael Jackson in the front and gave it back to Molly. So there's a Stephen King book with Michael Jackson's signature in it. Wow. Sitting on Molly's shelf next to all these football stuff. And he's Egyptian <laughs> artifacts. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, I thought that was really cool because he, God, did he make Michael Jackson sweat. He that's made him funny. like, yeah, it was really funny. But see, that's why everyone loves loves him though. Because yeah. he's not like a, he's not out here for the, out there for the yeah. gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Even though yeah, he but, might, in that case, lead you to think it's going to happen. And then it's the most innocent question so, ever. It's just yeah. funny. And then Michael Jackson was like, oh, Stephen King is a genius and all this sort of stuff, you know, the usual yeah. Michael Jackson answer. So but that was really cool. So, Well, we were going to talk about two things, but we've already talked an entire show on Stephen King. So <laughs> there you go. So then on your business, you got your own show right there. Your own show. <laughs> and that's good because now that we will have more shows with other viewer topics. So this was, um, you know, this is your... Pre-Christmas gift, one week till Christmas, Stephen King talk. Yay. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but there'll be another one next week, which will literally be at Christmas. So get ready for that one. We don't even know what that one's going to be yet. <laughs> it'll be a and surprise. It'll, and it'll come from the past as well. Yeah, from the past. Wow. Doo, 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 doo. That's it. All done. All right. Alrighty. We've got, we got to get our, our great music coming in. I, I won't call it Wayne's World this time. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Uh, fat bar, it's fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, everyone. Bye bye.